Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Today, I'll be detailing an episode-by-episode overview of the anime series Jujutsu Kaisen. I watched the English dub version currently available on HBO Max. The story follows high school student Yuji Itadori as he joins a secret organization of jujitsu sorcerers in order to kill a powerful curse named Ryomen Sukuna, of whom Yuji becomes the host. Episode 1, Ryomen Sukuna. Yuji Itadori is a high school student who only has his grandfather in his life. He tries to speak and visit him, but his grandfather wants him to live his life and leave him alone. Itadori enjoys being with his friends in the occult club, but an administrator threatens to close the club since they need three active members and Itadori isn't an official member. Elsewhere, Megumi Fushigoro is assigned to retrieve a cursed item locked away on the school grounds, but it isn't there as expected. Searching the school, Megumi senses the cursed energy coming from Itadori. That evening, Itadori's grandfather dies after offering one last piece of advice to his grandson. Megumi confronts Itadori about the cursed object, but the boy only has the box, not the item itself. He left it with the occult club. On the way there, Megumi explains how deadly the item is if opened and consumed by cursed spirits. As an attack is underway at the school, Megumi does what he can, but the curse is too strong and he loses concentration. Itadori intercepts the curse's attacks, saves his friends, and in a bid to save Megumi, Itadori foolishly eats the cursed finger. He's expected to die from the ancient cursed energy, but miraculously survives. However, the curse now inhabits Itadori's body. Episode 2, For Myself In the opening foreshadowing scene of the first episode, Gojo states Itadori is to be executed after merging with the cursed object. However, Gojo proposed a plan to the elders to use Itadori as a vessel for all of Sukuna's collected 20 fingers they find and then kill him. Once Itadori dies, the curse dies with him. Itadori accepts Gojo's offer and swallows a second finger. Once they arrive to the Jujutsu Tech School, Sukuna spontaneously lets his presence be known but Itadori suppresses him once more. Gojo is intrigued by this arrangement and is anticipating his battle against Sukuna after all of his fingers are collected. Principal Yaga demands to know why Itadori has decided to assist in capturing Sukuna and is willing to die afterwards. Unsatisfied by Itadori's initial answer, the principal unleashes a doll he sold his own cursed energy into to reanimate it and attack Itadori. After a one-sided fight, Itadori finally knows why he chooses to help. Because he knows he's the only person that can handle the extreme physical attacks and stamina he was naturally born to withstand. That he can't sit idly by and watch people get hurt and die knowing he could have stopped it. Episode 3, Girl of Steel Gojo informs Megumi and Itadori they're on their way to retrieve the third and final first year Nobara Kojisaki. On their first mission in Rokogi, Tokyo, Gojo orders Itadori and Kojisaki to exercise the curse within the building. He also warns Itadori not let Suguna out. The curse will kill all of the curses within the radius, but will also pull anyone else nearby. Kojisaki suggests the two split up to cover more ground. Itadori disagrees, but Kojisaki won't listen to an amateur like him. 
Immediately, Itadori is attacked by a curse. Luckily, with the cleaver Kojo gave him, he was able to quickly kill the curse. Outside, Kojo informs Megumi this assignment was to test for Kojisaki to see how crazy she has to be to fight curses alongside the group. Stronger, more experienced sorcerers have died because of their fears, which curses are derived from. Inside, Kojisaki easily kills a curse poorly hidden within a mannequin. Behind it is a boy who wandered inside and is too scared to move. When Kojisaki appears to leave him, he screams for help as another curse suddenly appears from within the wall and captures the boy as a hostage. Kojisaki is unaware of what to do and contemplates sacrificing the boy for her own safety. She instead forfeits her weapons, but the curse doesn't let the boy go. This curse is intelligent, unlike the curses in the country where Kojisaki is from. Suddenly, Itadori plows through the wall, hacks off the curse's hand that held the boy, and when the curse attempted to flee, Kojisaki exercises it with her straw doll technique laid over the curse's forgotten hand. Episode 4, Curse Room Must Die. The three freshmen are tasked with confirming if a special grade apparition is inside a detention facility. Inside, Megumi and Itadori argue over whether or not to rescue any survivors left in the building. Their argument is cut short when Kojisaki is sucked through the floor, Megumi's demon dog is killed, and the apparition suddenly appears in front of the two, stunning them. Itadori orders Megumi to find Kochisaki and then escape while he stalls the curse. Once they're out, Itadori will switch with Suguna to get rid of the curse. The damage Itadori sustains during the battle is overwhelming and fatal if he continues to fight as himself. Once he gets the signal from Megumi that he and Kochisaki are out, Itadori switches to Suguna. Saguna contemplates teaming with the curse to kill Megumi, but the curse has other plans. Saguna toys with it for a bit before finally destroying the curse. He also discovers it swallowed one of his fingers. Itadori has trouble switching back to himself, so Saguna takes advantage of his dormant state and sets his eyes on Megumi. Episode 5, Curse Womb Must Die 2. Saguna challenges Megumi to a fight. But first, he rips out Itadori's heart so no matter what, even if Megumi manages to kill him or Itadori returns to his body, the boy will die. For good measure, Saguna swallowed another one of his fingers, making it three. Megumi does what he can to defend himself against Saguna just long enough for Itadori to heal the open wound in his chest. If he managed to restore his missing hand, Megumi figures he could do it again, but Saguna is too strong. Megumi begins to have flashbacks of his own life, living with his mother before she died and a father who abandoned them. He himself is very jaded, but he fights to give good people a fair chance. When Megumi conjures enough cursed energy for a powerful technique, Itadori finally returns to his body. Unfortunately, he dies within seconds. Gojo believes the mission was a setup by the elders to get rid of Itadori and punish Gojo. Later, three year two students, Maki, Panda, and Toge, greet the freshmen with news of an exchange summit they must participate against the Jujutsu Tech School from Kyoto. Elsewhere, a curse user named Gido has lunch with unregistered special grade curses. 
He advises them to get rid of Gojo, the top jujitsu sorcerer, and get Itadori slash Saguna on their side if they want their plan to destroy all humans to be successful. Episode 6, After Rain. While within his innate domain, Saguna strikes a deal with Itadori that will allow him the boy's body for one minute whenever Saguna says a command word. He promises not to kill or intentionally harm anyone within that one minute. Megumi and Gojo talk with the mother of Tadashi, the inmate who Itadori wanted to return to her even though he died. Megumi offers her Tadashi's name tag to help her grieve and accept his death. Itadori returns to the living. Gojo trains him to constantly channel his cursed energy regardless of the situation or how he's currently feeling at the moment in order to become stronger against special grade curses. Gojo informs Itadori he could only manage it before because he was afraid of dying. While training for the exchange summit, Megumi asks his Maki about who she wants to rescue as a jujitsu sorcerer. While his question caught her off guard, Maki and Panda discuss how sorcerers channel cursed spirits to carry objects for them, but it's extremely rare and requires excruciating training. Megumi recalls Saguna inquiring about why he wasted his cursed energy previously. Megumi believes he may have the potential to defeat special grade curses. Before Gojo meets with the principal, he asks Itadori if Saguna talked about conditions or wanted to make a deal before the boy returned to life. Itadori lies and says he doesn't recall, or if Saguna did request a deal, it was faint. On his way to the meeting, Gojo exits his vehicle with Ichiji and calls out the curse lurking in the area. Episode 7, Assault. Gojo battles against an unregistered special grade curse. The sorcerer quickly overwhelms the curse who underestimated him. When the curse believed he hit and even killed Gojo, the sorcerer explains his use of infinity that he brings to him, allowing him to block hits and impossibly evade direct hits. The curse attempts to trap Gojo in his domain when he warps Itadori with him to show his student a demonstration about domain expansion. Under his domain, sorcerers would typically die the second they entered, but then Kojo counters with his own domain expansion, Infinite Void. Kojo doesn't immediately exercise the curse. He demands to know who sent the curse after him. Before Gojo could get any information, the curse is rescued by another and flees. Later, Gido warps to a beach to meet with someone he knows as Mahito. He's then joined by the same two curses known as Jogo and Hanami. The plan to seal Gojo is set into motion when the time is right and they all have the appropriate advantages over him. Then they'll attempt to recruit Itadori slash Saguna. Episode 8, Boredom. While taking a stroll, Panda expresses his concerns about the year one students. He thinks their lives may be in danger after Itadori's death everyone believes was a setup by the elders. Maki pacifies his concerns when she tells him not to worry because the elders got the person they wanted. They don't want the other two. Elsewhere, a year three sorcerer named Toto challenges Megumi to a fight if he doesn't give the right answer to Toto's question about his type of woman. If it's a boring answer, Toto threatens to beat Megumi half to death. He's joined by a year two student named Mai Zenin, Maki's twin sister, but Mai refuses to be associated with her because Maki lacks inherent cursed energy. While Maki takes on Toto, he learns 
about his lack of use of curse energy and techniques when dealing with most curses. He normally saves them for special grades and beats the lower level curses with his bare hands. Case in point, an incident with Guido who unleashed hundreds of curses that total single-handedly defeated without the use of curse energy. That's how strong he is. Before Megumi attempts to use stronger techniques against Toto, Panda and Toge intercept, warning Toto to leave before they have to fight him as well. Maki also interferes with Mai's scuffle with Kojisake, even distracting her so Kojisake can tackle Mai to the ground. When Toto returns, he insists they stop since he has an appointment to attend to. On their way to the others, Maki confides in Kojisake that she became a jujutsu sorcerer to spite her family and gloat when she becomes powerful. One month later, a group of schoolboys are killed by Mahiro. When the curse leaves the scene, another person confronts them about the killings. Episode 9, Small Fry and Reverse Retribution A young high school boy is harassed and assaulted by bullies after he's falsely accused of staring at a girl's chest. He secretly wishes everyone that hates him to die. When he spots them again at the movie theater, he also sees the curse that killed him. When he follows them, he asks to learn how he could kill like that. Gojo assigns Itadori to Jiu-Jitsu Tech alum Gento Nanami. At the theater, Gento investigates the scene of the murders while teaching Itadori about how to spot curse residue. The trail leads them to a rooftop where they're confronted by more curses. Kento quickly takes down his opponent while simultaneously instructing Itadori about his curse technique and how to execute it. Kento watches as Itadori stuns his opponent using delayed curse energy. In a flashback, Gojo informs Itadori his attacks induced double impact from the initial strike and then an aftershock from his curse. When it's time to kill the curses, Kento spots a keen difference in their appearance. At their examination, it's confirmed they're human. Underground, Maido teaches the high schooler about curses and how they're conceived. Maido informs him they themselves are a curse derived from human hatred. Kento dispatches Itadori and Ichiji after the high schooler now known as Junpei. Before they leave, Ichiji confronts Nanami about the killer curse's whereabouts. Kento knows exactly where they are and that they're being lured in, but doesn't want to endanger Itadori so early in his training. Episode 10, Idol Transfiguration. Junpei is severely beaten by school bullies when he and his friends use a rec room that hasn't been occupied for weeks for their movie club. Ichiji and Itadori devise a plan to trail and question Junpei. When he's finally home, Junpei is confronted by a teacher that noticed his absence at school. He wonders if Junpei heard about his classmates' deaths and if he's mourning his friends. Junpei is confused as to why the teacher who witnessed their bullying would think they were all friends. Itadori intercepts the curse he and Ichiji unleashed on him and interrupts Junpei's deadly thoughts about the teacher to question him. The teacher is offended by Itadori's rudeness but doesn't stick around when Itadori runs off with his trousers. When Itadori loops back around, he casually requests a chat with Junpei and the curious boy agrees. In the sewers, Kento and Maido go head to head with one another. Kento strikes Maido, but the attack doesn't have any effect on him. 
Maido's technique involves touching a human soul in order to transform them. He attempts to touch Kento's soul, but he's able to protect it from Maido's touch. Kento warns Maido he doesn't like going into overtime, but since Maido refuses to allow Kento to escape, the sorcerer increases his cursed energy for his next attack. Episode 11, Narrow-Minded. Kento demonstrates his extensive cursed energy on Maido before withdrawing from the fight. He proposes they fight again if they're both still alive. Itadori can't reach Ichiji, so he sticks around to talk with Junpei. They discover they have a lot in common, and Junpei's mom invites Itadori to dinner with them. When she passes out, Junpei inquires about being a Jujutsu sorcerer and if Itadori ever killed anyone. He responds he hasn't and doesn't want to. On his way to retrieve Itadori, Ichiji gets a call from Kento to pick him up and get him to the school for treatment. It's a small wound, but he needs aid. He believes Maido is a child curse compared to the other special grades and must be exercised at once. After Itadori leaves, one of Saguna's fingers is found at the table before Junpei's mom is killed by a curse. Maido warns Junpei about people who may have a grudge against him or his family who may have paid someone to place it in his home. However, it's all a ploy to pit the two new friends against one another and get Saguna to enter a pact with Maido and Guido. At the school, Junpei takes his frustrations out on frequent bully of his before he critically injures him. Suddenly, Itadori appears to stop his new best friend. Episode 12, To You Someday. Before Itadori raced off to the school, Kento warned him to stay with Ichiji until he arrived. Of course, he went anyway, ignoring both Kento and Ichiji. Itadori and Junpei battle with one another. Junpei has cursed energy he's never possessed before, borrowed from Maido. Junpei justifies killing people because people don't have hearts. People with hearts committing wickedness against him and his mom is too much for him to handle. Itadori sees right through his delusions and pleads with him to stop. That he can join him at Jujutsu Tech and hone his skills, channel all of his frustrations and energy into something productive while searching for the people who cursed his mom. Maedo arrives to end that dream, transfiguring Junpei to attack Itadori. Itadori grapples Junpei and begs Saguna to heal his friend. The curse outright refuses as he and Maedo laugh at the pathetic boy. A distraught Itadori doesn't take their mockery lightly and vows to kill Maedo. Maedo even tries to touch Itadori's soul, but his connection to Saguna stops that immediately, warning Maedo to never do it again. In the courtyard, Itadori gives it everything he has on his own against Maedo, refusing to bring Saguna forth to fight his battle. Just when Maedo regains the upper hand, Kento arrives to save him from a possible death blow. Kento devises a plan. He'll keep Maedo in place since its attacks won't work on him while Itadori repeatedly strikes him. Episode 13, Tomorrow. When Kento and Itadori join up to attack Maedo, he orders transfigured humans he regurgitated to attack Itadori while he handles Kento. Itadori runs away from the curses, refusing to fight them until one of them begs for death. Itadori rejoins the fight with Kento and they both learn Maedo transfigures to avoid direct hits. So when the time comes, they both pummel him with blows. These attacks don't give him time to transfigure and regroup. Maido enacts his innate domain around Kento as a finisher, leaving Itadori outside on his own. Inside, Kento reflects on his life as a miserable stockbroker before he rejoined Jujutsu Tech. 
He appreciates the gratitude and effect on a greater good that comes with being a sorcerer. It was the self-sacrificing part he didn't like before he quit, but now he was prepared to die. Suddenly, Itadori breaks through the domain's barrier. The more resistant it is on the inside, the weaker it is on the outside because the curse is focused on the inside target and no one is foolish enough to come in. But with Itadori's presence, Suguna sees this as another attempt to touch his soul, so he deals a fatal slash onto Maido that shatters the domain. Itadori attempts to kill a weakened Maido, but he escapes back into the sewers. Kento wants to follow, but an even weaker Itadori stops him from continuing. Maido has learned a lot about his abilities, his limits, and his opponents from this fight and cannot wait to do it again. Itadori is saddened about killing those transfigured humans. Kento reassures him it's a part of the job and if he wasn't there to save him, he'd be dead as well. Itadori claims it was Saguna that saved him, but vows to never lose a fight again until he can reach Maido once more. Episode 14, Kyoto Sister Exchange Event Group Battle Zero. Gito, Jogo, and Maido agree to follow through with Gito's plan to seal Gojo and have Itadori eat all six of Saguna's fingers already at the school to lure out the cursed spirit. Gojo surprises the Tokyo team with Itadori, but none of the students seem phased. Maki, Panda, and Toge introduce themselves and their curse techniques before the exchange summit. Principal Yaga informs everyone the game is a race to see who can catch the second grade curse before sundown. If not, whomever catches the most third and fourth level curses will win. Principal Yoshinobu of Kiyato orders his team to kill Itadori. None of them, with the exception of Noritoshi, seem to want to kill Itadori, just defeat the other team in the race. The plan is to ambush Itadori all at once, but with a hot-headed Toto and a stealthy Toge, the Kiyato team may be in over their heads. Gojo also warns the Kiyato teacher, Ayori, there may be a mole in either school working with the cursed spirits. Megumi asks Itadori if he's alright after Junpei's death. Itadori reassures him he is, that his friend's death ensures he'll never lose again, and that their team will win in the student exchange. Episode 15, Kyoto Sister Exchange Event Group Battle 1 Toto and Itadori fight against one another while the Tokyo team scatter for the prize curse. This wasn't always their plan, but with Itadori now available, he's taxed with stalling Toto. Strangely enough, Toto asks Itadori the same question he asked Megumi about his taste in women. Itadori's answer satisfies Toto so much he even fantasizes about being best friends with him in another life. Soon after, the rest of the team Kyoto join the fray, attacking Itadori all at once. However, Toto seems to have utilized a technique that switches places of two people, allowing Itadori to escape. Toto warns his team to stay away from Itadori while they fight or he'd kill them all. After wasting time with Itadori, the team finally search for the prize curse but are once more intercepted by Team Tokyo with the exception of Toge. This attack forces them to split up either in pairs or solo. Megumi takes this opportunity to inquire to Noritoshi while they're all trying to kill Itadori. Episode 16, Kyoto Sister Exchange Event Group Battle 2 Toto continues to teach Itadori how to properly channel his curse energy so he's not constantly relying on it when fighting curses, especially the special grades. 
when he finally understands what and how he needs to fight, Toto agrees to fight him with his full strength. Panda and Kochisaki try to pry information out of Momo, but then Panda is attacked from the shadows by Mekamaru. He continues to defend against his attacks while Kochisaki fights with Momo. Mekamaru openly expresses his grievances against cursed corpses like Panda. Mekamaru is a robot remotely controlled by his real body, which is heavily handicapped. What Panda truly is, is revealed as Mekamaru carries out his onslaught of attacks against him. Mekamaru greatly underestimated Panda's strength, tactical skills, and tenacity as he was created and trained by Principal Yaga himself. After Panda defeats Mekamaru, he offers support and guidance to the real sorcerer behind the robot. Episode 17, Kyoto Sister Exchange Event Group Battle 3 Kojisaki battles against Momo, who has the aerial advantage. Momo spews sexist nonsense and complains on behalf of Mai with total disregard for Maki and even Itadori, which infuriates Kojisaki. Kojisaki has been firing her nails at Momo, but they've all missed, but it was intentional. Soon, she unleashes the hairpin technique that explodes all of the nails, forcing Momo to evade rather than attack. Kojisaki then reaches for a bristle from Momo's broom to make a doll and knocks her off her broom. When Kochisaki begins pummeling Momo with a squeaky hammer so not to kill her, Mai shoots a rubber bullet at her just in time. Mai and Maki face off with one another. Mai fires round after round on Maki, but none of them hit her. Maki forces Mai to fire all six rounds, but is unaware of her curse technique that allows Mai to form matter from nothing, creating another bullet shot at Maki at point-blank range, but Maki catches it with her bare hands. When Maki questions whether or not to continue, Mai counters with her own question about why Maki left the clan. Why couldn't she just be a servant because all of the pressure and expectations then fell on Mai? Maki explains she would have hated it even if the twins stayed together. Gojo and Panda explained earlier to different people how the Zenin clan constantly interfered with Maki's promotions because they refused to accept what they already rejected. Episode 18 Sage. Noritoshi and Megumi duke it out inside of a building where Megumi is able to block and deflect Noritoshi's arrows he detects are dipped in blood. Noritoshi's curse technique is inherited blood manipulation that allows the arrows to defy physics to hit their intended target. He also uses prepared bags of blood to attack and bind cursed spirits. After witnessing Noritoshi's blood manipulation and using the last of his toads, Megumi utilizes a technique he recently mastered called Max Elephant. He used it as a decoy before unleashing another new Shikigami to electrify Noritoshi and then attack him at close range on the ground in an open courtyard. Before they can exchange more blows, massive roots shoot from out the ground and attack them. They also see Toge who yells, run away from the rooftops. A veil also begins to cover the entire school grounds, trapping but also allows anyone in except Gojo. Gojo's theory of a mole or a cursed user helping Maido and his comrades is confirmed when they invade the school. Megumi, Noritoshi, and Toge attempt to attack the special grade curse Megumi recognizes as Hanami, but with the exception of Toge's command to stay still, their physical attacks don't work. Hanami declares the earth is being destroyed by humans and they all must die including the ones who actually care for it. They insist the group stop fighting and become sages instead. 
Episode 19, Black Flash. Noritoshi, Megume, and Toge do what they can to escape from Hanami, but even with all of their techniques combined, they're only able to scratch the special great curse and shove it back from them. Toge has exhausted all of his curse words and Noritoshi is knocked unconscious. With only Megume left, Maki suddenly appears to assist him. Megumi slashes Hanami with a hidden sword and then he conjures a three-piece staff for Maki that holds incredible cursed energy, knocking Hanami into a river several hundred feet away. When the two sorcerers believe to have the upper hand, Hanami implants a bud in Megumi that grows from the amount of cursed energy he uses. Hanami also restrains Maki in a grapple with a root emerged from the ground. Desperate to help, Megumi foolishly sets up a technique but is warned against it by Maki when Toto and Itadori jump in to save them. As Panda carries Megumi and Maki away out of the veil, Toto warns Itadori he won't help him fight Hanami and even watch him die if he doesn't land the black flash technique. After a failed attempt in a poorly timed pep talk, Itadori lands the powerful black flash technique. Impressed, Toto teams up with Itadori to fight Hanami both on the ground and in the air. During their fight, Hanami gets this feeling of satisfaction Maido told them about once before. Hanami is finally enjoying a fight instead of making impulse decisions based off their cursed spirit instincts. Episode 20, Non-Standard. Toto and Itadori continue their fight with Hanami. Itadori accomplishes a rare feat only Kento has managed to do, which is use the black flash technique consecutively, both four times. Toto then sets up his boogie-woogie technique Itadori thinks is his infamous clap that switches his place with his opponents or someone of his choosing. This confuses Hanami to the point they're disoriented and at an incredible disadvantage as Toto and Itadori beat them unmercifully. However, when Hanami adapts to Toto's clap and unleashes multiple buds at range, Toto protects Itadori by switching him with Hanami. The buds launch at Toto and he uses his cursed energy to block them until the very last second when he releases his energy. He realized this is the same attack Megumi faced that drained him. Toto's constant clapping activated his boogie-woogie technique. So when they all circled back to the pond where they initially started, Toto switched Itadori with Maki's three-piece staff Megumi informed him about at the start. Toto strikes Hanami Hanami's root-like eyes, but does minimal damage. When Itadori returns, Hanami attempts to enact their innate domain, but the veil is finally broken by Gojo. Gojo severely injures the cursed user who enacted the veil, but doesn't kill him for questioning. He then casts an incredible massive range attack on Hanami some distance away. Toto sensed the attack and stopped Itadori just in time before he too was caught in the attack. Gojo believes everything is taken care of, but then senses something else has happened, the real reason for the invasion elsewhere on campus. Maido has accomplished their mission, leaving with all six of Saguna's collective fingers. Episode 21, Jujitsu Koshin. Gito advises the special grade curses on their plan to invade the school. He placed a charm on Supuna's finger that he placed in Junpei's apartment so Maido can easily find it when he enters the property. Gito also suggests to Hanami not to kill any of the students and leave Itadori like they wanted 
because he believes one of them is important to Suguna for unknown reasons. They're not prepared to agitate Suguna just yet. All of the teachers and both principals gather to assess the situation. Multiple sorcerers who were on standby at the school were killed, and the two guards by Tegan's barrier were killed as well. Gojo also says Tegan is meant to hide, not protect. So once a curse gets past the barrier, there's not much else that can be done other than to exercise it. One of the cursed users who invaded the school has been captured and talks about an androgynous monk who promised him mementos if he joined their attack. The students wish to continue with the exchange event. Baseball is mysteriously chosen as an option even though Principal Yaga didn't submit it. During the game, the two principals discuss Itadori's fate as a sorcerer. Yoshinobu believes he should be killed without exception because he's Sukuna's vessel and regardless of how harmful or harmless Itadori himself may be. Principal Yaga is unsure of what to do with the boy but doesn't want to regret killing him when he could be useful and resent Yoshinobu and the other elders for making him do so. Episode 22, The Origin of Blind Obedience. An assistant supervisor, Nita, escorts Megumi, Itadori, and Kojisaki to a town where three people were stabbed to death by a curse. Before they died, they all complained about their security doors being left wide open. Kojisaki detected that the curse recently became active even though they were all cursed much earlier in their lives. She's correct. They all went to the same middle school and foolishly crossed over into a curse's domain under a bridge. Itadori and Kojisaki later learned Megumi actually went to this school too. Other students who recognize him admit they've gone to the bridge too and so did his sister. When the group approached the bridge, they don't detect any cursed energy, but Nita informs them about how far down and where they need to go in order to find a domain. Megumi intended on going alone since the case involves his sister and is time sensitive, but Itadori and Kochisaki insisted on tagging along with him. Elsewhere, Maido and Gido insert one of the cursed wound paintings inside of a human as a vessel before they unleashed it onto the group of sorcerers. Episode 23, The Origin of Blind Obedience 2. Kochisaki gets pulled through another portal Megomi didn't sense. She tells him to stay there and deal with the curse. Itadori goes after the other curse that follows her through the portal as well. The real curse in the cave is similar to the one the group fought in the juvenile detention center, but a few degrees deadlier. Megumi is holding back while fighting and suffers a bloody blow to the head as a result. He recalls his training with Gojo about why he holds back in fighting. He understands Megumi is a team player, but Jujutsu sorcery isn't and Megumi needs to start acting like it. This triggers Megumi to use his Shimara Shadow Garden technique that exhausts him immediately afterwards. He now has Saguna's finger, the curse was using, but Megumi can't find the strength to move and find the others. He recollects about when Gojo introduced himself to him as a boy his family lineage, and what happened to his father after he abandoned him, and how he resented his cursed stepsister, Zumiki, for being a good person, but also scolded him for fighting. But in this moment, he realized she was choosing to care about him, not being a hypocrite like he always thought she was. Kojisaki and the curse who pulled her through the portal since the barrier is gone in a special grade curse exercise. 
When the curse attempts to flee and go after the finger like he was tasked to, Kojisaki chases after him. The curse is insecure about his back and warns Kojisaki not to look or he'll kill her. Unfortunately, Itsudori and the other curse he chased after see it, initiating battle between the four of them. Episode 24, Accomplices. Itsudori and Kojisaki attempt to distance themselves from Esso and his brother Kachizu, who are revealed as cursed womb paintings conceived from a human woman and an evil jujitsu sorcerer who experimented with human curse hyper-pregnancies before he aborted them. There are nine total. The brothers catch up to Itadori and Kojisaki. Their blood is spilled over them, entrapping them in a decaying spell as well as poisons them. The poison is supposed to paralyze them, but Itadori is immune to poison with the help of Sukuna. Although Kojisaki isn't immune to the poison, she enacts the resonance technique on herself, forcing Esso to drop his technique on them or die. Esso can withstand her counterattack longer than Kachizu and contemplates holding the technique, but Itadori's brutal attacks on Kachizu forces him to forfeit the technique. But then they switch. Kochisaki is now attacking Kachizu and Itadori lands another black flash on Ezo, severing his arm from his body. When Kachizu appears fatally wounded, he suddenly attacks Kochisaki from behind, only for her to activate her hairpin technique, exploding Kachizu into two. When Ezo attempts to flee, Kochisaki uses her strong dog technique on Esso's severed arm as Itadori delivers the final blow, killing him. As they walk back to Megumi, Itadori and Kojisaki talk about killing curses instead of exercising them. Itadori has done it before and feels uneasy about it, but Kojisaki doesn't have a problem with it. Back with Megumi, Suguna swallows his finger when Itadori attempted to grab it. Kojo still has his suspicions about the mole at the school. He also sends Mai Mai 10 million yen for unknown reasons. At the school, Megumi suggests Suguna's reincarnation triggered the curse at the bridge and Kojisaki mustn't tell Itadori. At the same time, Suguna taunts Itadori that more people will die because he continues to live and he shouldn't have swallowed the finger in the first place. Itadori warns Suguna to never mention this out loud to Megumi. While meeting with Principal Yoshinobu, Mama and Toto recommend Panda, Maki, Itadori, Megumi, and Kojisaki to be promoted to Grade 1 Jujutsu Sorceress. So there you have it, my detailed overview of the anime series Jujutsu Kaisen Season 1, dubbed in English on HBO Max. I really enjoyed the show. I got tired of seeing the memes on Twitter and TikToks without any frame of reference about what everybody was talking about. But now I do, especially with Gojo. He's fine on the show and those piercing blue eyes will they'll kill you dead. But the original outro where he's dressed in that khaki brown shirt and those jeans, like, I would really fuck with him in real life. Like, heavy, like, heavy, like, really, really heavy mess with him. Uh, Nobaro Kojisaki and Maki Zenin are just, those are just a pair of bad bitches. They are not to be fucked with. Also, uh, Toto's an asshole, but I kind of like him. I feel like we would be friends in real life, which makes me question my current friends and the people I'm attracted to. Uh, same goes for Kento Nanami. Uh, lastly, I can't choose my favorite fight scene. Uh, when they beat up Maido, Hanami, and the Curse Room Brothers, and any of Megumi's techniques are all insane. 
I'm sure I'm missing something else, but those are my top picks on the top of my head. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbook Podcast. Thank you.